you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast, Landon, how's it going, sir? It's going. You know, we're uh, we're now healthily into the uh, the Cowboys offseason. We're we're heading into the second week of the playoffs, and you know, no Cowboys to be found, unfortunately, in, in that. Uh, so, you know, for us, it's it's kind of about looking forward and seeing uh, what what the rest of the offseason has to hold, and and not and less about uh, who our matchups are this week. There are a lot of former Cowboys in the playoffs. Sure, and I, I guess that's. I mean, if you if you want to root for it that way, we get a nice matchup with Des Bryant against Cole Beasley this weekend. That's yeah, kind of fun. That's I guess that is fun. Yeah, and and, and uh, both of them having a good laugh. I guess at the Cowboys. Expense. Sure, I do remember when Beasley left. Uh, Dallas to go to Buffalo he was talking about he went to a a better organization and a a team that you know is better suited for him and I think everybody kind of laughed at it and look at him now Buffalo a real contender so that's a lot of fun Mm. Uh, Landon we're going to talk about the Cowboys and their needs going into this 2021 offseason again it's really early we're halfway through January. We've got a bunch of moves that still have to happen uh, before this team can really get going in free agency in the draft. But as of today, we have listed our top five needs for the Cowboys, and we're going to go in uh, reverse order. So starting at number five, uh, we have defensive end as the Cowboys' uh, fifth biggest need, or sixth biggest need actually here. Uh, why, why do we have this one listed so high? Well, I mean, I think it's really just about depth, right? You feel comfortable, I, I think, with Randy Gregory and, and, and obviously Lawrence coming back. Um, but I, I think that there's a there's a question as to what you ha- really have beyond that. Because I, everything, you know, this is one of the positions that is probably being affected most by the change in, in d- defensive philosophy, probably. right? I mean, probably. I think y- y- you you still were kind of gathering up outside edge players who I think could probably still fit as a 4-3 defensive end. Uh, but I, I think you still don't know for a fact what Bradley and I is going to be able to do with his hand down the ground full-time. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know exactly how you know good i guess you, you can expect dorance armstrong to be coming back and you know tyron well, he's also he's also on the last year of his rookie contract yeah so uh you know i, I think tyrone crawford is a guy that is going to be looked at for potential uh retirement or or mm-hmm. cut just because his number is so large and, and he can't stay healthy and you know he has value to him and it, i think honestly it, we could talk about that maybe that's more than anything else, the kind of position you're looking for right now, right? Is that guy who could be your Tyrone Crawford? Because I think that guy is useful in these defenses, right? An inside-outside guy who can give you solid snaps at both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think, would be a really... If they could find a guy to come in and, and, and be a, a Tyrone Crawford uh, upgrade even, uh, that I think that would be really, really useful for the depth of this team, especially on the on the outside. 
Yeah, so this team only has four defensive ends under contract. Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Dorrance Armstrong entering the final year of his rookie contract, and a Bradley Anai that's only played, I think, eight snaps last year. So outside of the top two, you get a lot of unknown. And even Randy Gregory, like, I think... I think his status now in the NFL is uh, more solid than it has been at any point during his career. But you just never know with Gregory, right? Roger Cadell could wake up one morning and be like, hey, you know what? You're not playing. I mean, literally, that could happen. We've seen it happen with Josh Gordon and that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that it will. uh, But those players that are always kind of conditionally reinstated – I don't know if you can ever completely 100% feel great about them being on the team next year. So I I don't know, Leon. I think you can make a good argument that this should maybe even be higher. Now, it's not the most pressing need, but it is certainly a need. Yeah, I, I, you know, without a doubt, even if Randy Gregory doesn't get you know suspended again and he's a superstar— you still need defensive ends because it just sure you know sheer volume yeah, and, and sure. because of the way you rotate these guys, especially in, in this kind of system. So yeah, I mean I, I agree. It's it's a need. It's there's a reason we put it on here for sure, and it maybe maybe we put it too low. Uh, I think once we start going through the list of the other other positions, though, we'll find that it was appropriately slotted. All right. Do you have any interest in bringing back Tyrone Crawford because his contract is up? Is that somebody you would bring back on a one-year deal, maybe at close to the vet minimum, or are we good moving on? You know, I thought that he played better football at the end of the year. You I know? agree. I, I felt like he was maybe – was he rounding back into shape? Was it – you know, I mean, look, again, another guy who uh, faced very similar issues to the that Lael Collins faced, right? And, and mm-hmm. he was at least able to get himself into shape to play this year. Uh, but I, I do feel like – he was really, really limited uh, in his abilities early on. It just felt like he, you know, he, he looked like a shell of himself. And, and then I, you know, I, it, which made me kind of wonder if he was finished, right? But I, I well, you know, he's also playing out of position on most snaps. Oh yeah, you know for what sure. I mean? He's playing defensive tackle like the whole time, right. especially after that injury. I mean, really, last year was a nightmare for Tyrone Crawford more than maybe yeah. anybody else, right? Because he's coming back from injury, he's being forced inside to defensive tackle, which is a position that he doesn't love playing full time. He's even admitted no. that. So. I would be interested in bringing Tyron if they think that Tyron Crawford, uh, if they look at the the, the the tail end of his snaps last year, and they think, wow, you know, he's still getting some juice off the line, and I, and I saw it, I seen I seen some of, it, of that, you know, I, I think that if they feel like he can come back and give them solid snaps, I like him in the I like him in the locker room, I like him as a part of this group. Obviously, Demarcus Lawrence and him are best friends. I'm I'm not opposed to adjusting his number whether that's being a, whether that's cutting him and then re-signing him or whatever well, he, he, his contract's already up yeah so you don't have to cut so him. oh yeah that's right that's right because so it really i wouldn't mind re-signing him to a very very cheap minimum deal if he wants to come back if they think that he can give them solid snaps and maybe that provides like something as a, of a backstop as you try to figure out the rest of the position yeah so over the cap has his projected value in free agency at like one year two million yeah, I'd do that for sure. Sure. Yeah. Because he's a good guy in the locker room. Yeah. He can play multiple positions. I would love for him just to be a base defensive end. You know, maybe somebody that you stick on the field on first down, let Randy Gregory come in and play the rest of the snaps. I, I, I'm, I'm still okay bringing Tyrone Crawford back at that price. But we'll see. I, I think I've got a feeling this isn't going to be the Cowboys' decision, right? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be up to Tyrone Crawford yeah. whether he wants to continue to play or not. 
Uh, all right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors in a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Landon, the new one that I really like is there. It's the coconut almond. Oh, oh my gosh, I had uh, that the other day. It was so good. It, like I, it is, I, it's really I was good. digging through the box to find another one of them, and I, I, now I've just got to buy a box of just those. I think. Yeah, because you got to Built Bar hooked you up with the nice little variety pack, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah, did. So it's good. good. Yeah, good. I agree. So I was I. That's as soon as I I ordered a whole new box once I tried it. So uh, if you guys want to try the the coconut almond, go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get ten dollars off your first box. Uh, that's just an incredible deal at builtbar.com all right landon so we actually have two needs that are tied right now for our next one and that's linebacker and offensive tackle and the reason why we do, we've done it like this way is because there's just so much unknown at both those positions yeah. right on paper it looks like they're both set you've got two guys that you've paid at and tyron smith and lyle collins and at linebacker you've got leighton vanderesh and jalen smith but I think there are some concerns that maybe not all four of those guys will be back. So uh, talk to talk to us about those the linebacker and offensive tackle needs heading into the offseason. Yeah, I mean, again, I think you, you, you said it. Like, there's a lot of unknown here, right? There's a lot of, uh, of things that need to be sorted out before you can kind of properly figure out how to attack the position. And I think, you know, for offensive tackle, it clearly starts with what's the future of Tyron Smith. Is he coming back next year? If, uh, if so... How's his health? You know, I, I think that um, there's an argument to be made that regardless of whether he comes back or not, uh, the Cowboys need to figure out something for offensive tackle next year because of the just the amount of time that he's uh, missed over the years. Uh, you know, he's missed at least two games for the last, uh, I think, four years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you know, that again, I, as I made the argument yesterday – I still want Tyron uh, Smith on my team. I still want Tyron to, to be part of this group. But any snap that Tyron can give us, I'm willing to take. Uh, I, I But I, that doesn't mean that you can't. Uh, and, and I feel like the Cowboys have done this a little bit the last few years, or, or have done this these last few years, is, is they've insulated themselves from his injury. You know, they've whether they've got brought in a veteran t- uh, offensive tackle, or, uh, you know, maybe in this case, they'll draft a, a young, talented guy high uh, that, that they could be developing to play tackle uh, you know, while he's kind of learning on the job, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I, I think, you know, and I think linebacker is a very similar thing too, right? You know, Sean Lee is, is gone, um, or at least that he's he's uh, had his last year of, of his contract. I don't know what is next for him. Is he going to be uh, uh, transitioning to a coaching role? Is he going to resign? Is he going to another team? I don't know. What do you know. want him to do? What, what, what would you like to see him? I'd like, to, I'd like for him to be a coach. I, I mean, honestly, I'm all in on Sean Lee as a person. So I'd love for him to not only be the uh, assistant linebacker coach, but eventually, uh, I, I totally see Sean Lee as a as a defensive coordinator. Like I just, okay. I have zero doubts in my mind, right? Like I, I think the, the amount of time that he spends talking to Kellen Moore uh, and and offensive guys and, and and it just he has the mind for it and he has the drive and he loves he does. 
the same reason that the guy doesn't need to be in the film room after you've lost a playoff game on the Amazon series, you know, that drives mm. him to keep going. He, the guy loves football in a way that uh, a lot of people don't. Uh, and, right. and to me right. that, that transcends the amount of money he has. He'll, he'll want to go into coaching, I think. Um, and so anyways, so Sean leaves that and, and now you got to figure out what's going on with Jalen and Layton. You know, Layton's going to come back obviously no matter what, because he's still got a year left on his rookie contract. Uh, I but think you got to decide the fifth year option here in the next couple of months. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I don't know if I'm ready to make a, uh, a call on that yet. Right. Uh, but I think that obviously he'll be back next year. Jalen Smith, I think that's a little bit more of an open question, right? I just I think that there has obviously been a, a lot of conversations about how Jalen fit in the last defense and how he potentially will fit in, in the next defense. You know, I tend to think that he is probably going to end up staying. Right, like I, 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 I think the people. I think it's more likely that he ends up staying than, than him than he probably, leaves right now. Probably. Right, um, I would agree. And I, and I, I don't, think, I don't agree with the decision, but yeah, I would I, agree with I that understand. assessment. Yes, I, I think that I think that Jalen can be put back closer to 2018, Jalen, if put into the right scenario. But I also understand not wanting to gamble the amount of money that we're paying Jalen Smith to, to get that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I'm, I'm whether or not they cut Jalen Smith or not. I think I can see both sides of that for sure. Uh, so, but that, but that also opens up the question: is you know, if, if any of those guys are gone, or if Jalen's not here, you're clearly going to need a, a linebacker to step up, and 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 that becomes: do you think it's Francis Bernard? Do you think you know one of the the down roster guys that you have could end no. up uh, elevating to that role, or are you going to? No, because you're going to go- need speed in this defense, and I don't think any of those guys can really run. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you, that's a good point. Bernard is, you know, kind of one of the knocks of him is, uh, was his athleticism. You know, I think he's an instinctual No, maybe guy. he's maybe he plays in the middle and he's hidden a little bit more. But even then, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I think you're going to want more speed out of those two and, spots. And, and, and that's the thing is right is that like right now they just don't have the speed at the position. They got two big hulking guys that that you know can close off passing lanes uh, in zones with their with their length. But you know, if you're asking either Jalen or Leighton Vander Esch uh, to cover anybody one man to man, it's it's not going to be. It's not going to go well. It's not going to go no, well. So it, it, it's going to be tough because I think Leighton Vander Esch actually is better in this scheme as a four three inside linebacker, like that middle linebacker. But he doesn't beat blocks particularly well. No. Like he's just not something he's very good at. And for to be that weak side guy. You got to have a ton of speed, and while he's very athletic for somebody his size, he still ran in like the four sixes, which is four six six, which is fine. But you need speed, speed. You need the guy that's the the high four fours that can just absolutely run sideline to sideline, like Atlanta had with Deion Jones and Devondre Campbell, or what the Seahawks had with Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. You, you need those guys that can fly. And I'm just not sure Leighton Van Der Esch is that. Um, one more thing on the offensive tackle, Landon. I do feel like this is a need that you either draft early or you don't, right? Because what? how beneficial is it for the Cowboys to spend a third or fourth round pick on an offensive tackle that's probably going to be about the same caliber of player as... Uh, Braden Knight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, just, I don't see the value in drafting a developmental fourth round pick offensive tackle. I, I agree. I think you know if you're gonna if you're gonna go that route, go top top two picks, right? First to second round, uh, or go if you're if you're not, then go and get Cameron Irving again. You know, I like, agree. Go yes. go get it. Yes. And, and listen, I mean, I think we've hinted at this before, and I and I haven't we haven't discussed this, but I thought Cameron Irving was pretty good. 
You know, yeah, I yeah, thought. I, I mean, he. I, I thought he did well, a much maybe, better job than I anticipated, and what mm-hmm. I had seen him do in previous stops at tackle. Well, we always say about Cameron Irving, if he's your second best offensive tackle in a game, you can survive, right? And unfortunately, this year he was sometimes their best offensive lineman on the field. So if he's your second best guy out there, let's say it's Lyle Collins and Kim Irving's playing left tackle, you can survive because you can give him help over there. He's athletic. He does have a little bit of a mean streak to him, but uh, I agree. I I do think that's somebody that would be interested, or Cowboys should be interested in bringing back. the offensive tackles, like in the second round, I know I don't know if you've gotten to see any of these guys yet, but there's some guys that I really like in that range. Uh, Liam Etchenberg from Notre yep, Dame, who's actually going to be at the Senior Bowl, kind of like him a little bit. Yep. So uh, I think there will be some value there if the Cowboys get to the second round and one of those offensive tackles is there. So we'll have to continue to monitor that. Uh, let's go to our next need, and this might surprise people, Lanon, uh, but cornerback. We have that at number three. I know a lot of people believe that this is their biggest need, especially with Chidabay Wuzier hitting free agency, Jordan Lewis hitting free agency. Uh, I know a lot of people are down on Anthony Brown. Why do we have it three and at, not at number one? Well, because I think you've got you've got your your cornerback one or two, right? Whatever you want to call Trayvon Diggs, depending on what you add right Mm -hmm. you've got a guy in uh in brown who can play inside can play outside he's not great he's not you know uh, he's not going to a pro bowl anytime soon but he's serviceable he's certainly good enough to be the third cornerback on your team right um and and then i think you've got you know, we'll see exactly what ends up happening with Reggie Robinson. We'll see uh, with uh, maybe Maurice they bring Kennedy. What's yeah. it? Uh, Maurice Kennedy. Yeah, Remember Maurice they- Kennedy is the guy, the guy that constantly gets forgot. So, you know, I think if you start like if you went into the season with Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown and Maurice Kennedy, it's not great. But no, it's, it's but you can play. A game but you can way. play football with that. Right. Yeah. So I think you, you add a vet. Uh, or you add uh, uh, someone at the top uh, of the draft, uh, and then you're in a good spot. I think you probably add two, right? You may add one mm-hmm. of each, one more vet and then one more draft pick, or you may double dip in the draft. Uh, but I think corner is a spot where you actually have numbers there, mm-hmm. um, so it's not like you're you're having to like rebuild the entire unit. And again, I think there's going to be some help with coming going back to a, a system that's familiar if so uh, and if you wanted to re-sign a Chidobe Awuzie uh, to a short-term contract you at least have an idea of what he's going to look like it's a little bit of a safer free agent contract right because you know that player mm-hmm. as well as anybody you've actually seen him play in the scheme that you're moving towards so I, I think going back to a system that you know a little bit more makes it more palatable to re-sign a guy like Chidobe Awuzie and then potentially you could still draft a guy right you could still you could still take a guy high if you want to and and, and then maybe you'll leverage shadobi awuzie's a uh, uh, position flex there so uh I, I think it certainly is a need it certainly is going to be a position that they will be targeting and they are likely looking for a starter at that position but if you if you talk about cornerbacks overall there's a you need a lot of cornerbacks to, to play in the nfl and i think the cowboys have a good number of cornerbacks they just need to add a topper or add a, yep. a second for the topper guy to kind of make the rest of the, the cornerback room make sense. Yeah, and I think 
as of right now, and again, we're three months away from the draft, but I feel like that's probably the most likely selection for the Cowboys at number 10. Uh, But if you look at free agency, Landon, there's a lot of really good names there and a a lot of guys that – different levels of their career, right? If you want a veteran in Richard Sermon who's maybe looking for a one-year deal, you've got that. If you're looking for a, you know, up-and-coming star at a William Jackson, you know, he's available as well. If you're looking for just like a number two corner uh, with some pedigree, like an Xavier Rhodes from the Colts who actually played really well this year, or a Troy Hill, I mean, there's, there's just a ton of names out there. So, don't be surprised if the Cowboys add one of those guys, maybe on a one-year deal. Maybe they even bring back Wouzier and say, hey, we know what he can do. He's long. He's athletic. Uh, he'll be a nice placeholder for Patrick Sertan, Caleb Farley, or whatever. And all of a sudden, you go into the season not with the most dominant cornerback room in all football, but with one that you feel really good about that's really solid from one to five. I, I think that's pretty likely. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll finish up the Cowboys top two needs. I wanted to tell you guys about bet online. We've got some great football games coming up this weekend in the divisional round of the playoffs. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust with our bets. And that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Landon, our second biggest need for the Dallas Cowboys is safety and specifically a free safety center fielder type. How do you anticipate the Cowboys trying to address this need this offseason? Man, this is this is really fascinating, you know, because I think, uh, you know, I think it's it, the angles obviously have changed since they've announced Quinn's coming back and they're kind of probably going to move more to a cover one, cover three system, mm-hmm. uh, middle of the field close coverages you know it it puts the increased need that you need that kind of topper single safety high type safety uh really emphasizing that you know xavier woods is is leaving or at least his contract is up i i think you know there's a couple of different routes you can go here the cowboys could re-sign xavier woods um you know to like a a market deal I don't, I don't know what his market's gonna look like it'll be interesting to see exactly what what that i can actually pull it up here for you according to over the cap it is like one year seven million <sighs> yeah i mean that, feel, that feels expensive that feels expensive um i i you know i to me i think it's a position that clearly the cowboys have gone cheap on you know, over the years and years and years, the question now becomes: Is is any of that changed? Is is the philosophy there changed at all? Uh, and if it has, well, is it because is it because the defensive coordinators have wanted to go cheap, or does the front office just not value that position? That's the that's the million dollar question, isn't it? So, I I tend to think that if they are going to uh, you know actually spend some money on the position, or if they're if they are actually concerned about making this position you know a premier position. Uh, because you know, honestly, in, mo- in a lot of these schemes, this free safety position is 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 way more important than it has been emphasized uh, with mm-hmm. the, with, on the Cowboys defense. There is a a, a really healthy market for free safeties. Uh, yes, there is. There's a, there's several talented guys who can do the job. Probably going to cost you some money. 
Um, there is also, uh, the you know, I mean, we could talk about Justin Simmons. We could talk about Anthony Harris. We could talk about um, uh, Marcus May. Yeah, Marcus May is the guy you, you've suggested before who who's, uh, was the free safety for the Jets when they mm-hmm. were allowing Adams kind of do his own thing. So uh, all three of those guys are going to be costly. All three of those guys are plug-and-play starters, Im- instantly improve your defense, right? If you mm-hmm. if you didn't if you can't go that route if you're looking for a cheaper route I think an interesting alternative to be and and, and you and I have discussed this before is I know where you're going signing someone like Malik Hooker mm-hmm. and then signing somebody um, like a cheap cheaper free agent vet you know and then what it does is that it gives you a floor and a high ceiling right if you if you mm-hmm. get, if you get in there because look a guy like Malik Hooker. It's never been about talent with that guy. It's always never. been about being able to stay on the field. So you get some great free safety. And, and, and the other thing, too, to keep in mind is that he uh, was actually moved out kind of moved out of that kind of single safety high role uh, as they were kind of transitioning defenses at a different point. They played a lot more split safety in, in the, with uh, his last few years in Indianapolis. So I think his best spot, without a doubt, is he is probably the best single safety high talent to come out of the draft in the last five years right i mean just as far Mm -hmm. as pure talent so you get go get a guy like malik hooker he's probably not going to cost you much because he's coming off of an achilles injury and look uh, the the injury list is terrifying it's scary but that's the reason that you're going to get a guy like malik hooker for for dirt cheap and 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 what you're paying for is you hope his legs hold up but it's his processor it's his it's his mind right if he can't if if it doesn't work out you sign i mean you you have already a vet that you can sign as well and that provides the floor just in case hooker doesn't go there but i, I just think you got to find a way if you're not going to spend the big money to still swing for the fences at this position because it's it's an important position for right. this scheme and i i think doing something like signing a guy who's had some injury problems but has got some good play uh, allows you the opportunity to kind of take a chance on getting that big, big talent at the position. Uh, and as long as you're insulating yourself with the, with a veteran, uh, I think that that's also a safe route to go. And, and, and just in case you're going to lose that money, because I mean, I think over the cap, I saw the thing too. They were uh, you know, suggesting that he's going to get something like one year, three million dollars or something like that. So I, I will definitely take a flyer on that sure. kind of talent for that much money. For that little, yeah, I agree. I agree. Now there, are, there, are, I, I went and highlighted like seven guys that I think can fill that free safety role, and I'll run through them really quickly: Justin Simmons, Malik Hooker, Anthony Harris, Marcus May, John Johnson, Deron Harmon, Demonte Casey, who was with Dan Quinn in Atlanta. But my favorite option of them all is Marcus Williams, the free safety mm-hmm. for the Saints, who the Saints aren't going to be able to re-sign because of all their cap trouble. They're $94 million over the cap, and uh, they're just not going to be able to get them. So this is somebody who's 24 years old, has a lot of experience playing that free safety spot. And according to Pro Football Focus, the last three years of his grades, he was the sixth best safety, the fourth best safety, the seventh best safety. So if you're going to pay a safety, get somebody like Marcus Williams, who we know is a ball hawk. He was incredibly young. I, I just think you put him on this defense of it, all of a sudden things turn around pretty quickly. Uh, let's go to the next spot and the, the, our biggest need for the Cowboys, and it's at defensive tackle, and it's really not surprising. It was their Achilles heel all season long. Uh, they just couldn't get solid production from anybody week to week. Now, they did invest a second-round pick in Tristan Hill and a third-round pick in Neville Gallimore. Antoine Woods is fine, but he's nothing special. 
how are they going to address this spot? Yeah, I mean, this is this is really the problem spot, right? Um, I, I think you know there is some talent on the defensive tackle, uh, a free agent market. Um, the, the problem the draft. is, yeah, what would you say? Just not, in the, just not in the draft. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, the thing is, you know, but even then, right? Like I, you know, we speak regularly, kind of in, in Twitter channels, and we have mm. buddies that we we compare notes on on on, on scouting reports. The funny thing about it is that you, even though there isn't a maybe like a true top of the end talent, you know, I think Barrymore is kind of creeping his way towards that. But he's but still there, there's no Quinn and Williams, yeah, or Derek Brown, yeah, or even a Javon Kinlaw, so nobody like that. Even Barrymore is still bottom half of the first round type player, yeah. right? Yeah, I like the guys after him though. I mean, you know, look, we've talked about McNeil, we talked about uh, maybe we haven't talked about, but. Uh, Bobby Brown from, uh, yeah. from Texas A&M. Um, sure. uh, and, and I like Marvin Wilson, the, the kid from Florida State, yeah, a little bit. He had a terrible year this year, but I, I think that there's something there with that kid, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he obviously had incredible pedigree and had great years his, his early part of for, in Florida State. So uh, I, I think I'd be interested in taking a flyer. The, the kid uh, that, that John was introducing us to uh, from Washington, um, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember how to say his name. <laughs> it's, 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 it's certainly not yeah, going to drive from my memory. But, you know, I think that there is, some guys in that kind of you know late second third round right that you that you could feel comfortable with taking at, at in the third round and maybe just adding to that rotation of of young defensive talent that you have i still think no matter what though you need a veteran defensive tackle i agree um and, and just because this ta- you know look they have got to stop the bleeding on in the run game um and that's got to be line one because honestly like i understand that the run game is not you know considered nearly as important as passing but again if you can't stop the run it becomes more important than the passing game so i think that they got to find a way to at least you know get another guy you know i know that they felt burnt by the uh by but what happened with poe uh and and probably you know they 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 feel hurt burnt by um you know what happened with you know just across the line you know at at, at a at, at free agency so mm-hmm. but they have to find a way to kind of get over that and and to 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 reinvest a defensive tackle position um, because they you know look you can you can hope that Gallimore gets better and I think he will you can hope that Tristan Hill gets better and I think he will uh, but that's not a plan you know and so right, you, right. you you need to have some a, a solid floor there because last year you didn't your floor fell through uh, last minute you decided not to do anything else about it and the defensive tackle position was uh, an albatross around the neck of this team for a large percentage of the year so the Cowboys have got to find a way to to create a solid floor there so in free agency would you be more willing to pay the guys that are like the pass rushers like the Nadama Kinsu Sheldon Rankins type or are you more willing to go out and get a Jonathan Hankins or a Dalvin Tomlinson I I think that I think that Hankins, like I, I think you, I think I'd more run to pay a, a nose tackle because I think a it'll be cheaper and b I also think that I can generate the pass rush uh, if when I need it uh, at the at defensive tackle with, with defensive ends kicking inside. I think you can you know and I I think Tristan Hill Gallimore maybe you draft another kid with some pass rush. Uh, skins and, and I think that that's that's that is something that you could live with you could do you could also do it the other way around it would be okay I just think that you're gonna end up spending less money to get a better talent on mm-hmm. free agency if you if you do that at one tech as opposed to three tech 
I agree. I, Dalvin Tomlinson is the name yep. that I keep coming back to. 27 years old, one of the best run stopper or stoppers in the NFL. Can give you a little bit as a pass rush, not a ton, but I don't think he's somebody you have to take off the field. Uh, played 60% of the snaps with the Giants this year. Uh, that would be perfect. Bring him in. You still have those other young kids at defensive tackle, uh, and I think you're you're way better off. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you can always download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on, tw- on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.